Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Dum, dum, dum. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. I have Luke here with me. Hello, Kristen. And I have your favorite shenanigans co-host ever, one of my best friends, Janet Elizabeth Caperna. Hi. I'm so excited. So we are definitely going to touch on last week's episode of VPR, Vanderpump Rules. I love seeing it. I love seeing the wedding. The wedding was really beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautiful in person. And I'm glad I feel like they captured it. Not every beautiful detail, but the whole ambiance of it, I feel like they captured perfectly from Mexico. It was just like, it was so super happy the whole time. I feel like it was, you know, Sheena and Brock, like seeing Brock, I don't know, we can get into it. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a million things to say. And Luke and I were there. We were at the wedding. We were not at most of the festivities mm-hmm. because of cameras, obviously. Yeah. I feel like if you really peek though, you can see you guys every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my <laughs> first time ever around cameras. It's uh, a lot, right? Not my jam. Also, I wasn't even supposed to go. Oh, you yeah. talk about why I got a seat there, Janet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's jump into that first. Okay. So I went to, I flew down to Cancun. We flew together yes. with my mom. Jared, I think who else was on our flight? Jackson, Brittany, Jackson, Brittany were on. No, they oh, no, were on a different weren't. flight, Okay, but we all flew down. So my mom was invited. My mom knows Erica. Sheena's mom. Sheena was super sweet to invite my mom to the wedding. So my mom booked a room with Jared. They bunked up for the because, weekend because we stayed at a different resort yes. than you. You were in the yeah, wedding And party. I wanted Jackson, Brittany were staying at that other resort too. Sherry, Brittany's mom was going to be there. So I was like, we'll kind of make a mom club. I trust you guys to, you know, make sure my mom's all good. I'll be at the other resort. Then before the rehearsal dinner, Jared, who's with my mom, called my husband and basically told them that she broke her ankle, but she didn't want me to know yet because she didn't want me to rush over there. My husband took her to the hospital. She indeed broke her ankle, couldn't go to the wedding. We saw the whole yeah. thing happen. I witnessed oh, it yeah. happen and ran to find a lifeguard. Somebody Thank God in for Mexico you guys. to come 
try to put her back together, I guess. Or just <laughs> <laughs> she's all good now. She's now, now it's been, you know, it's more than, I guess like eight months. So she's, yeah. you she know, had to have surgery. She had a really intense surgery, but she's now walking like kind of like a toddler, but she's walking. It's okay. I'll I, take I it. walk like a toddler. Sometimes. She can, she can uh, get around now, but yeah, she broke her ankle. We had to fly home the next day. Like, it was a whole crazy thing, but I think I noticed when we watched the episode last week, though, that's why I didn't see you in certain uh, festivity moments because we had called you once we knew that yeah. the injury was that serious and basically, you had to rush over. Yeah, from the rehearsal dinner, my basically my mom wasn't allowed to fly home quite yet um, right after. She had to wait for swelling to go down before she could fly. So we had to wait until after the wedding anyway to, before we could get on a flight. And my mom, I was like, I'll skip the wedding and like just stay with you. My mom was like, no, go, go, go. She was like, very much like felt bad and didn't want me to miss stuff and I felt bad so basically throughout the wedding and everything I was kind of like popping every 30 minutes into my room making sure my mom was okay and then coming back out so you really don't see me at all other than walking down the aisle of shorts right. <laughs> and Luke and I discussed this in a much earlier episode of our podcast about Sheena's wedding and that Luke came but he was essentially just coming to like hang out with me but mm -hmm. we didn't know if there was like a seat available because it was so incredibly like 12 hours last minute that yeah you yeah, actually, so my flight was booked 16 hours before it left. And yeah. this was before Kristen and I were dating. Yes, like te like technically I remember you being like, Luke's girlfriend. coming. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> was like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're non-boyfriend, yeah. wink, wink. <laughs> I think I cornered you guys at the after party. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so you guys aren't, you really, you're not dating, but you're in Mexico together, but you're not dating. And right. I was like, okay. So yeah, so in Janet's mom, when this happened to her, unfortunately, I get a text from Sheena going, hey, well, if Luke wants to come to the wedding. <laughs> now there's a seat open yeah. and a dinner yeah. plate. And I'm like, awesome. I didn't bring clothes for this. This wasn't the plan. And it was fine <laughs> up till right now. So... Yeah. But it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful wedding. It was awesome. Honestly, I'm and so happy really for Sheena it. and Brock. Yeah. They're so in love and so happy. And the rainbow as Sheena came down the aisle, which actually you don't really see. But if you look, you don't see it in the episode, I don't yeah. think. I have a ton of photos. Um, unless I missed it in the background. But if you look on Sheena's Instagram, she has a ton of pictures of the rainbow that appeared as she came down the aisle to somewhere over the rainbow. Which, which is, is insane. I and mean, so if you guys don't know, Sheena calls like Summer's her rainbow baby because mm -hmm. she had, which we talked about on my podcast with Sheena that she unfortunately had a miscarriage but without yeah. that she wouldn't have summer so it was just all very like it all came together in such a special yeah crazy way I was like as soon, when I, I when I was walking down the aisle right before I was like oh my gosh I saw it and then when she started coming down I was like I hope it stays that she gets to see it as she's coming down the aisle and it stayed like for a little while through the ceremony too which was really cute it was pretty wild it was really so yeah. What I think is just so cool and randomly special. I love good. I don't know if you want to call them really coincidences. I think the universe, you know, sets these things in line for our paths is that you became Sheena's best friend. That's how you and I met. Mm -hmm. Because And like then I fell in love with you because at the time, five or six years, you now. were dating uh, someone who was Lebanese. Yes. And I'm Lebanese. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I found out you were a sign language interpreter. Uh -huh. And I used to be very good at sign language. You're very good at sign language. And I it was just like, I like just fell in love. I'm like, this is the universe telling me this person has to be my friend. Yeah. Straight up because she's dating a Lebanese guy and she knows sign language. We're <laughs> well, going to be best friends. it was fun friends. being able to like chat with you across the bar, be like, this is whatever. Like I remember Signing being like, oh, this other. is fun. Yeah. Because you can sign from like 30 feet away. Yeah. You don't have to yell. It's yeah. kind of nice. So that's how I knew I would fall in love with Janet many moons ago. Yeah. But then you being a bridesmaid at Sheena's wedding and you both getting married this for the second time yes. in the same year. So when Sheena and I met, which was five or six years ago in 2017, so we both got married in 2014. 
Wait, you both, you, that's when you got married, your first wedding. Yes. Was the same. My first wedding was in 2014. So that was Sheena's. So we both got married. I think like it's, I forget what her uh, anniversary date was with Shay, but our first weddings were like within like six weeks or something apart. Mm-hmm. They were both like wedding season, 2014. We both separated and got divorced around the same time. Oh my God. Then we met when she was, it was like, she was like almost finalized with her divorce. I was at the beginning of mine and she was dating Rob. So she was like still, you know, she had to like sign off and stuff, but seven minute TV, seven minute Rob. So we met at the Mondrian hotel where they just had been filming a lot Mm -hmm. too. And, uh, I met her, she and Rob and we like, Sheena and I kicked it off. I was like, I knew somebody else she knew and we became really good friends because it was also like how many other people in their thirties are going through a divorce and can relate to like this specific thing, like getting divorced when you don't have kids starting your life over still relatively young, like still having hope for that next relationship. You know, we're not like 60, 70 years old getting divorced. And like, we're like, yeah, I'm done with life now. Like both of us still had like a lot of motivation to start over in love after our divorces. Like it didn't hold us back. And then both of us got married the same year year. this year for her second marriages. So we're kind of on the same, Sheena and I have always kind of been on the same trajectory, close to the same paths in life, in life, because we also like when we were super close and best friends, we were both single. So like we were together like six, seven days a week, like sleepovers going to Palm Springs together. And it's like, well, both of us were just single and like our schedules were each other. So we've kind of gone through the same. And then you co-hosted her podcast. Yeah. That was both, most of that was when we were single and like a lot of the stuff we talk on there now, I'm like, Jason, Never, my husband and like never <laughs> listened to old shenanigans episodes. I'm like, Shout I don't out to Jason. <laughs> Shout out to Brock. <laughs> but no, yeah, she and I have always had similar paths in life, which has been really fun for our friendship. You know, we've kind of been able to relate to each other throughout the good times and the bads, you know, the divorces, the marriages. And you actually kind of got married the same way this time around because you both got married. Yeah, kind of escaped and did it. Like, like well, meaning like she and Brock got technically married yes and then they went and had their wedding, wedding ceremony yeah and you and jason jason and i got married on my aunt and uncle's front porch here in la and then we flew to tahiti to kind of elope it was just a ceremony just the two of us on the beach and you got but to like have your honeymoon and your same thing. wedding and we yeah. all got to watch it on a live feed yes <laughs> <laughs> i was like nobody gets to come but you guys can watch i was like i like that it I was like fun. that idea yeah yeah well we spent do you want to elope babe do you want to have a janet and jason type wedding uh, would your family month. kill you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your family would like not be cool with that. No, I, I don't think they'd be upset necessarily. If they would be upset if they got specifically excluded, like if we had some people there mm-hmm. and they weren't included. That'd but be if weird no, as hell. yeah, exactly. But I'm saying if no one was included, if it was just you and me, they're not going to. And get then it. just like have a party or something. Exactly. The way Janet and Jason. Party. I love exactly. doing it. So I, I had the huge wedding the first time with like 300 something guest list. Holy shit. Um, and as did all the stuff. And it was like I, I relate to Sheena when I, I wasn't at Sheena's wedding. We weren't friends then. But I relate to the when she talks about the stress and worrying about all these little things instead of just worrying about like the life and the marriage itself. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. But I also think that's something that happens when you get married younger in your 20s and you're like still not, you know, you're not really realizing what is important yet. So with this time with Jason, like I planned our wedding, like I didn't care at all about our wedding at all. I was like, we could go to the courthouse. We can do like a little backyard thing, like whatever. I was like, I don't care. Um, yeah, you, as... per, you guys were going to do that little 24 hour, like marriage spot. We remember? actually technically legally got married there. You did. Well, we had to, so my uncle signed all of our paperwork and we brought it into the place and or no, when we went to go to get our marriage license before we signed it, yeah, the like office that's through, I don't know, the government state office was out of power and we waited until the last oh minute. So we were I like, we this. booked for Tahiti. So we had to get married. So I was like, oh my God, what do we do? And we drive past this 
place <laughs> in the valley that says it's samedaymarriage.com. Oh, I've seen it. It's like right up the yes. road. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. on the it's corner really yeah. of a strip mall. It has a big neon sign that says samedaymarriage.com. <laughs> like the dot com is in the giant sign. Mm-hmm. So somebody was like, there is a place in the valley. And we were like, samedaymarriage.com. We've seen it. <laughs> so Jason and I went over there. It's like this, it's this funny place. I'm, I can't think of what it, what it reminds me of. Was Elvis like, there? Elvis was not there, but it was very much like Vegasy. That's probably what it reminds me of. Like Vegasy little chapel. Cause it's like, you walk in there's like four different chapel rooms with like different like beads and <laughs> like big gaudy chandeliers and yeah. stuff. And Jason and I were like, so we messed up. We need our marriage license. <laughs> they were like, this happens all the time. And I was like, this, well, this is probably why this place exists is like straight up just all the last minute people who need oh same. God. Cause every time I drove by it before that, I was like, who gets, who needs same day marriage.com? <laughs> like what, where is their customer base? Like, who are these people? And suddenly Jason and I are there like, here's 180 bucks. <laughs> like, please take our money. And I was very happy to see that Sheena took the same for her. I feel like she had the same attitude with her wedding. That's yes. just like, she was like, I don't care about all the details and stuff. Like, I just want to be like with Brock, my daughter, our families and friends and just like have a great time. And that's what it was. Yeah. She was like a kind of a bridezilla the first time around. And this time she was at so you can see it in the episode, but it also in like real life, she was just at peace. Yeah. She was so happy. Well, you can tell because so she knows a very she she can be a very anxious person, mm-hmm. and she can worry a lot about the little things. And with Brock, she does just have this overall level of comfort. Right. It seems that she hasn't had ever since I've known her. Same. Like Brock seems to really be like I don't know a calming force to her. Yeah, really grounds her. Uh huh. I I adore Brock. I think that well, she finally has a man. Yeah, a, a real. Let's man. be real. She has Aquaman. Like not she just does. a man. She has <laughs> he like <does>. Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> he does Aquaman. Have Aquaman vibes. Yeah, and he's just like the best dad in the entire world. And yeah, yeah I just Brock. Are your, are your ovaries aching? Are you and Jason? <laughs> yes, I know you and Jason so. are trying very much so. Fine. Obviously, you're married. Yeah, I can't. You ca- own a home together. I'm very excited to catch up with all of these other people. Seeing all everybody like have kids and every everybody become moms has definitely made me want to do it and Brock like at their wedding like they didn't show it as much but like Brock was crying like every step of the way he was so emotional even I feel like at the white party he was like I can't believe we have like these many friends that are supporting us how lucky are we babe it's all because of you and like kept like saying something like that to Sheeta and I would be like (laughs) like Brock you're getting me yeah but yeah I feel like they don't I don't know they didn't even show how emotional deeply he was but like I feel like he Brock shed like 200 tears in Mexico. Oh yeah. <laughs> His crying is what made me like hysterically yeah. sob trying to be quiet. And anything with summer when summer like, like goes to walk down the aisle and there's like a glass bridge and she like sticks her little toe out to make oh. sure it's like, she's like, can I walk on this? Like, this looks like water. So cute. She's so cute. <laughs> oh my God. She's so cute. I love it so much. So because Luke and I were not a part of like, I guess most of the festivities we stayed mm-hmm. at the resort with your mom. All you guys of that. just came to the wedding. So is that, yeah. Like how was just the whole experience like being her bridesmaid? You Honestly, know? it the was dresses all were amazing. I loved the dresses and she was like, she was not lying when she said she was not a bridezilla yeah. at all. There was not moments. She was like, even trying on those dresses, we all went to a place. We picked out like colors and fabrics. And then she was like, whatever cut you guys feel good in. If you want it like a cap sleeve, cause you don't like how your arms look. If you want strapless or or Vina or whatever. She was like, what? and we all ended up picking pretty similar designs, a little different. Like mm-hmm. you can't really tell, but Sheena was so chill about that. She was like, whatever you guys feel good in. I was like, huh? 
Wow. Like I was kind of surprised every step of the way. Cause you think like, I don't know, you just expect bridezillas, I guess. For sure. I've and been so a bridesmaid you, at least 27 Yeah. Times. When you commit to a bridesmaid gig, you're like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. Like, I know what I have to do here. But Chino was like the, probably the easiest bride ever. From the time we arrived, she was very accommodating. She's like every step, everything in between all the events, we were always in Chino's room. She had this amazing suite with a private pool. So we were all kind of just like very met up cool. there. Um, white party. I feel like they didn't give it enough, uh, or they didn't show it enough. Like, well, they they obviously focused on yeah. the they focused Schwartz on the worst Ra- part, the <laughs> Rachel. The truly worst situation. part. They had like I don't know, like these like wet drums that you could play that would light up and like I remember seeing that on like Sheena's Instagram. And it stuff. was like performances, dancers, like all this stuff. It was like the best food, um, and yeah, I feel like they concentrated on the grossness. The, yeah, it was like a thing. Okay, so let's get the VPR shit out of the way because oh. I really do want to talk about like you because you are <laughs> not only are you a great podcast guest because you were a host, but you just are hilarious and I want to talk about sex, I want to talk about love, I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about sex, love and what else matters. <laughs> I love you. it. So let's get the Vanderpump crap over with. Oh god, my explore page, RIP. I <sighs> like if I have to see my friends on TMZ or TMZ like, is like on top of every VPR time now right I get now. like a, T, a TMZ article sent to me. I'm like, oh, please don't be my friends. Like, I don't know, giving a weird interview or just <laughs> doing, I don't know, doing so something. I, I want to talk about the biggest elephant of the episode that I hope everyone saw mm. because Janet and Luke and I, we, had we basically to, made Luke watch this because he's not really, we had to do reality. a rewind, pause, rewatch on this quite a few times. Yeah. I'll add, this is the first time I've watched a whole episode all the way through. Wow. Really? Vanderpump. I've seen clips. I've started episodes with Kristen or other people. I and showed him like, like some funny moments mm-hmm. from the past. Yeah that I thought were worth showing. Like, yeah. Look, it's, it used to be fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like when you say you try to take interest in my my hobbies, I'm like, I'm trying to take interest <laughs> in my job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, <That's> fair. <laughs> trying. That's fair. I'll go fishing with you and let you keep your hunting meat in my freezer and oh. watch the fishing show. You I would allow hunting meat in your vegetarian freezer. She doesn't keep anything in her freezer. That's so. true. I'm not, not a big, really. like, I'm not a freezer person. I have all fresh produce. Interesting. Yeah. But Luke is a conservationist. Where do you put your frozen pizzas? There's like used. a couple, there's like a <laughs> couple in there. <laughs> But yeah, that's true. Okay, Good so point. the okay, so moment, the moment that, that we saw in this episode Jesus that we, Christ. the three of us had to rewatch a thousand I'm sweating, times. So you say it, Janet. It looks like after the white party, when we're all in Sheena's room, it's Tom, Ra- Raquel, Rachel, um, Ariana, and Sheena talking about Schwartz and Raquel's kiss. Mm-hmm. And as they get up from that conversation, well, Sandoval says, "Like, here's." take the room key, go see Schwartz. Yeah, which I'm like, hmm. I don't know. That was strange to me. But when they get up, Sheena and Ariana kind of turn their backs to the other two and walk away. And as they do, someone says like, let's go or like, let's get going or something like that. And you see, it's like blocked a little bit, but it appears that Tom Sandoval's hand smacks Raquel's butt. And she's wearing like a little dress and skirt. And then she kind of does a little like, move like she kind of like moves she like up. puts her hand she like kind back of, yeah but then she also like kind of like jolts up as if like she you know the same with someone somebody slaps your butt and, and she I like, like go, kind of goes <gasps> yeah i need to rewatch it honestly like again in slow motion yeah because i'm like did, like, that, did that happen or are we making and it i'm up? like yeah i we need to rewatch s- it he smacked her butt okay. you think 100 100 okay are you kidding me yeah which is fucking 
weird. I mean, See, and he's not looking yeah. for it because he doesn't care about all this. Right. So like, and it's literally what is blocking the view is Ariana. Yeah. Ariana with Ariana's her back in the turned. Front. Yeah. It's right behind her back. You see him, his shoulder drop and like something go mm-hmm. where we can't see. And Raquel like kind of jolts a little bit and brings her hand back behind mm-hmm. her. It's clear as day. Yeah. It just, that makes me sick. Makes me fucking sick. Like, not only that they did all of that and for so long, but that they were doing little things like that, like, kind of right in front of everybody. Yeah. It's, like, the most disrespectful thing in the There was world. even a moment around, during that scene that Luke, like, kind of nudged me, and he goes, did you see how he just looked at her? How he, how Tom Sandoval looked mm-hmm. at Raquel? Because he kind of, like, gives this sly little, like, smirk smile. Yeah. And then they were at like, was it the hibachi dinner or something when you, you were there uh-huh. and you guys all sat down and then the rehearsal dinner was the hibachi place. Oh, and place. It's, it's because James and Allie were about to walk in and Raquel oh, was yeah. sitting on the end. So they and go, they Raquel, switch. why don't you shift? And then she's in between Tom and yeah. Tom. You know something else? All these fucking Easter eggs. It's like, yeah. the, it's like, it's Taylor Swift gives us nice Easter eggs. I know. These are like the Easter eggs. We, this is the Easter egg hunt from hell. Yeah. <laughs> from the underworld. I will say something that I feel like is a topic that's relevant for this podcast mm-hmm. specifically is like Lala, I feel like in this episode is, and I've, I've said this to her just in person recently from noticing some things, her intuition and gut is so on point right now, or oh, it yeah. has been for like a month since the weddings. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's a couple things she says about Raquel, about situations and she is just out there saying my antennas are up something's not right with this I like I don't believe this for a second I forget what she says exactly in the yeah episode. she's kind of said that throughout the season Her, now I'm that telling I've you, and I think it's because Lala has been through it and she you know Lala and I are very close mm-hmm. when she was with the roach as we refer to yes. him you know she was she bought all the excuses she bought all the lies she ate it she was like okay all right I guess he's just out of town well I guess this and then after everything came out she was able to look back at, you know, like hindsight is twenty twenty. She was able to look back and be like, put all of those pieces together. Oh, when he said he was here, he was actually doing this. When he said he was this. And people filled in a lot for her. Oh, by the way, when he was here, this is what was happening. And so now she's had this clear perspective to look at her own life and what this person did and how they got away with it with her. And I feel like she's like, oh, so my maybe she had little gut things back then that she was like, no, it's okay. Yeah, she was just ignoring them because yeah, she, was, she was like, no, he's working. You know, he's and- you you know, whatever it is. But now that she has a clear view of what really happened to herself, I feel like she can look at other people in other situations and be like, that ain't right. Something's not right here. Right. And it's not a, I agree with you. It's not like a jaded perspective Mm -mm. as I've heard. Her radar, I'm telling you, she's on point. If I need anybody, if I, if there's ever a time where I need to be like, is this a good person for me? Or like, if I should, should I have this person in my life? Lala. I'm put, bringing him around Lala. She can see through all the bullshit now. There's and then stuff, I'll be the PI, but she's the antenna. There's stuff that I all agree. of us would be like, no, they're just friends. They're just whatever. Tom are just, just in a party. Yeah, it's, it's just your Raquel's past just coming single. back to you. Da, da, da. It's fine. We're like every, it's whatever. Lala noticed stuff, even with the Scandaval stuff before it came out that she's like, something's not right here. And everyone's like, no, you're crazy. Now I'm like, you were dead on. There's so many and things. I wrote down a quote that she said where she goes, I think your self-worth comes yes. from the approval of a man. Yes. Bingo. Which honestly is part of what she said when she made her PR apology on Instagram. Yep. She talked a lot about like therapy and, you know, needing to, you know, figure out who she is and stuff like that. And I feel like 
Lala hit it on the head. And she also says when they're sitting down sort of after the reception, she was like, you're going to have a breakdown. This is all going to get caught up to you. She warns her straight up and she called it. She could not have predicted more. It makes me almost think that Lala's like a little bit psychic. I'm like, your radar's on point or you're psychic, but there's something going on that she gets. I think she just trusts the vibes and trusts her intuition. And that's Mm -hmm. something a lot of us get away from because we commit too much to this trust or this idea Mm -hmm. that we believe in more than we believe in our own gut or our own like, you know, intuition. I agree. We talk ourselves out of it. We talk ourselves out of our gut. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's so me. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, no way would that ever, you know? And Lala's like, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm seeing it. This is what's happening. And all of us talked ourselves out of our intuition and gut and stuff. And she yeah, I make called Luke stuff a part of my gut intuition now. I'm like, like I trust this your gut more it, than mine. Yeah, like I feel this way. I listen to, I listen to mine. Yeah, I tell you immediately. I'll meet somebody for ten seconds and be like. Didn't like the vibe. I don't know what it was, but I didn't like the vibe. I don't know them personally, but I didn't like that vibe. Yeah. I trust Jason with that too. Or if I'm like, something's bothering me and maybe I'm making a bigger deal or I'm madder at the person that I'm supposed to be, I'll run, I'll like, I'll like show Jason, whatever. I'm like, read these messages that I'm texting with this person. Mm -hmm. Am I being like, am I the bitch or are they? And he's a lot of times Jason will be like, well, you were all good until this message. You know that what you're doing here. And I'm like, I was trying to be a little petty with those messages. (laughs) I was like, that was a passive aggressive. We have have some good, we have some good eggs, Janet. They balance us out because he's the exact same way. I'm like, so Jason will be like, so I think that you should apologize. No, he'll be like, I think you should apologize for this. No, this one thing you said, but then I think you do have a right to stand your ground and like stand up for yourself that this wasn't right. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll apologize for that one bitchy comment that I slid in there and then whatever. (laughs) Or if I, I always know if that I'm like, oh, I'm legit. If I come to Jason and show him something and he's like, fuck them, which Jason actually has never said the F word. So, (laughs) but he'll be like, he, I've never heard Jason say the F word or any curse word. He, it's true. He doesn't really swear. He never swears. What year did you and Jason start dating again? I'm forgetting. We started dating in 2019. So we started dating in summer of 2019 because we only had about seven months of relate normal relationship before everything closed down and the pandemic. That's right. So then it, it feels like Jason, well, Jason and I were friends for two years before. I knew, exactly. So like kind of explain that a little bit. Cause I knew Jason before. And then when I found out you guys were dating, I'm like, wait, like Jason, Jason. Yeah. Everybody was like, it was a very strange thing. So Jason and I were super close for two, three years before like two and a half years before anything happened. And we were out together all the time. We were like late night, like alone together. Never, ever looked at each other like that. Was he ever dating someone during this? He time? like had like, like month long kind of like flings or relationships or maybe dated people for like a little bit, but like nobody ever serious that I knew, but I definitely was around girls that he hooked up, hooked up with all the time. There'd be many times I was like at a bar with Jason and he'd like get in an Uber with somebody or like go. And I'd be, I, you know, it was just your friend. It was my friend Jason. I was like, all right, cool. People are heading out. I'm going to go home too. Like, what was the shift? I went, I was single. I was trying to date again. And everybody I was dating from like Bumble and Hinge and all those, I was like on paper, like, oh, this person's like seems smart and cultured and well-traveled and funny into the same stuff I am. And then I would meet with them on dates and I would be like, oh, like, nope. Like there's just nothing there, like just nothing. And I was like, but I got, I got bummed out. It was like three first dates in a row that I was just like, this person is doing nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I'm unhorny. I was like, I'm just like not into anybody. Nobody's doing anything for me. Like I'm going to die alone. And I went to, (laughs) I went to Tulum for my 30th birthday with my best friends from home that, you know, they're at the time we're both married and 
like having on the road to having kids and all this stuff. And I was like, guys, I'm going to die alone. You have to invite me to Thanksgiving when I'm an old maid. And they were like, you're always out with people. There has to be a guy friend or somebody that you like haven't, you know, seen that way. And I was like, there's nobody. And right as we're you know, talking about this, we're like four Coronas deep at a beach bar in Tulum. Jason DMs me and is like, your trip looks awesome. I need you to like save all the details and share them with me so I can copy this trip. And or like, and we need to talk about it when you're back. And I was like, oh, and I showed my friends his profile and they're like, he's hot message him right now and ask him out. And I was like, okay, I'm like four Coronas deep feeling really confident. And I messaged Jason back. I'm like, we should hang out sometime. And Jason's like, what do you mean? We hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I like turned to my friends. I'm like, what? You told me to ask him out. Like, what about, is, uh, is this how it's supposed to go? Like, what am I supposed to say now? I was like freaking out. And I think I like, like why isn't he grabbing the reins? Yeah. So I was like, uh, isn't this how down? you do this? So I was like, I don't know how I, and so I think I was like, we should hang out like just us though. And he was like, do you want me to take you on a date? And Jason's like very clear and logical. So that's like very speaks to who he is. True. And so he was like, oh, you want me to take you on a date? And I was like, oh, yes. Yes, please. (laughs) And um, as you are too, like meaning I I would never expect you to respond and go, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You would be like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, yeah. And then when we got back or when I got back from my trip, he invited me to an event that seemed like something. It was like a open bar. um, It was like a salon reopening launch party. One of those like very LA events where there's an open bar, past apps and stuff. And there's like 5 million people there. And so he asked me that and I was like, this is something he would normally invite me to as a friend. So is, is this the date or is this oh. the friend thing? So I didn't know. So I invited Leo and Logan, like Lala's husbands, yes. who are good friends of mine and who also knew Jason really well. So I was like, guys, here's the deal. We'll go to this event, open bar, snacks, food. You know, you guys will have fun no matter what. I was like, but when we walk in, if Jason seems like he's flirting with me, leave or like ditch us go to the bar and if not hang out with us so I'm not alone and awkward if Jason's like invited 30 people to this and I don't know we walked in Jason like kissed me on the cheek and was like you look beautiful and Leo and Logan were like bye (laughs) (laughs) and we literally Jason and I have been together ever since that night pretty much oh my god isn't it nice when a guy gives you the clear signs you don't have to like question whether or not he's into you the best isn't it great a hundred percent Jason was like this consistently through he always has been throughout our relationship after about our third official date and it had been like a week of us hanging out and stuff he turned to me and he's like all right well now it's the time like he's like I want to date with the intention that we end up together if that's what you want but we're kind of at the point now where we either have to like give this a go or like go back to being friends and I was like I want to date with the intention of ending up together too please and he was like great let's do that that's awesome and like it was literally clear as day conversation there was no like fight that you know, started that where it was literally just like one day we were like, Oh, and next week we should do this. And we were kind of making plans and we were like, before we make those plans, we should probably like solidify this or finish it. If neither of us want to move in that direction. And then probably a month after that, Jason told me he loved me, which like, I knew we were driving down to Joshua tree together. And I, we were talking just like about what we want in life and how we see things. And just, we were just like having one of those like first conversations where you just like, like the whole, it with the three hour drive, like, went by in five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was just like one of those conversations. And in that, in the car ride, in my head, I was like, I am so in love with this man. Like, I was like, I have to hold it in a little longer. Like, I can't tell him yet. Like it's too, I was like, it's too soon. And then we got down to Joshua tree. We were like, it was one of our friend's birthdays. We were like drinking. I think we took a little, I, like, I at least took a little bit of mushrooms. Yeah. We were like, you know, doing the Joshua tree thing. And Jason and I, at the end of the night, like we're laying down in bed 
and it was like quiet in our room. I'm like kind of looking at the ceilings, like my mushrooms are still going <laughs> a little. And, um, Jason goes, I love you. Like just out of nowhere, just like that. And I, in my head was like, did I just imagine that? Because I was like, I know that I love him. And I was thinking about it like nonstop this whole right. way down. And now I'm on mushrooms. So did I just actually say I love you out loud and think that he said it? <laughs> and all, I'm going over this all in my head. I'm like, so he in his head, he just said, I love you. And I'm just sitting there staring at the ceiling like. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it too soon? And I was like, no, no, I love you. I love you. I was like, I love you, too. I was like, will you tell me in the morning? And he's like, yeah. And he woke me up in the morning. I was like, I love you. I was like, OK, yes. So I was oh like, God. now I can for sure say that I know that you said that yes. and that I responded appropriately. Yeah. And awesome. yeah, it's just like everything kind of progressed in a normal way, which I, to be honest, I haven't always had relationships like that, that have Same. been like healthy. And this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Like, it's you way, don't play the games. It's got to be way more rare these days. Than it is, used to be. I think. Yeah, that's... Especially with technology, there's so many breaks and easy ways to not communicate directly with people. Like, sending a text that, like, right. can be mm -hmm. seen a different way than you intended. Totally. Or... Stuff like that. And it's like just having those, having a really direct channel of communication, I think, with your partner and not doing the games and the bullshit and the like, I'm going to pretend to be mad at them to get them to do what I want. To and get like, the attention. Yeah. To, yeah, exactly. And like, or I'm going to hold this against them because they did, you know, it's like when you cut all that bullshit the tip out, for tat, it's like, the scorekeeping. Yeah. It's like sure. life can actually just be really nice and easy Blissful. when you just, like Jason and I, like quite literally get giddy when we have nothing to do but hang out on the couch together. Like Jason, he'll be like, we have nothing this friday and i'm like really and i like check my calendar too and i'm like oh, we have nothing and he's like oh my god what should we watch what are we gonna order like we like both get so excited about stuff like that and it's that's, like because that's what life's all about right the little moments and like not having the bullshit like and i love the games. way um the way i don't want to say the way you guys fight but that you have like a Jason oh. is a code word that he says. <laughs> so Jason doesn't swear. Right. Um, but he, he's just not a, even a mean spirited person. So in when any I'm way. nice, I'm a love dove or a tiny darling, a tiny, a tiny dove, a little dove, a oh, little God. dove, so microscopic cute. dove. He'll call me various <laughs> versions of dove um, and darling. And then when I'm being mean, he calls me a hot dog. Which is basically a really nice way to say I'm being a huge bitch. <laughs> or a flaccid dick. Yeah, I guess. There you go. That too. But he'll literally be like, and he'll be like, oh, somebody being a hot dog right now? And I'm like, sometimes when I'm mad, I'm like, no, I'm not being a... And then I sometimes... But I'm like, who can get that mad about being called a hot dog? Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like, it brings adds a like, little humor to the situation. Yes. And sometimes it makes me look and be like, okay, I was being a little bitchy there. I right. see where you're getting this from. 
sorry. And he's not using any word that could trigger you. No. Because at the end of the day, like, and no, this hot is dog one of, does not trigger me. There are a lot of words that trigger me. Hot dog's not one of them. My dumb landmark forum culty stuff I've gone through. Words are just words. You put only meaning to words. Womp, womp, womp. No, words hurt. Words, <laughs> words can hurt, especially they trigger you from past relationships. Yeah. So even though like I could be like, Janet's my bitch. That's not hurtful. But if Jason said, when you're Janet, arguing with your partner, yeah, you're a bitch. Yeah, it's I'd be just like, a <gasps> word. But like, oh I my don't god, know what I would do? If knife Jason to my said heart. That. Yeah, and you know what he means when he says hot dog. Yeah, but hot dog is hilarious. It's a kind, funny way to remember you to reel it Why in a little bit. Why does he say hot dog? You told me. I, I forget remember. where it came from. I don't know, but Kristen, we need a term. We say frog. Mm, that doesn't have the same effect okay. as we started saying certain... frog instead of fuck you. We also call each other uh, Rudy Judy's and Rudy Giuliani's. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he'll be like, "Oh, is somebody being a little Rudy Giuliani today?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> we do. We do have Patrice the period monster when I'm being. A, oh, that's a good one. When I'm Patrice, being an absolute yeah. cunt, like PMSing or on my period, we blame it on Patrice, Patrice the period monster. I'm like, am I talking to Kristen or am I talking to Patricia? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which that's is so, one. what's that but movie with um, James McAvoy where he had, it's called Split, Split right? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. But I think there's a Patrice you in Split. It's good. Oh, okay. He, he has like multiple personalities. I think that's but, a good, yeah. I mean, I don't know if a therapist would agree, but I think it's good to have little things like that that are like, a, it is like a code word to be like, hey, like, I don't appreciate, you know, the attitude oh, or the whatever, but it's a joking, laughing way to do it. My therapist has always said to me, like whenever I have like anxiety anger, anxiety, uh, scared, anxiety, whatever it is to like, take it outside of myself. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's over there. Like it's sitting on the couch over there. Name it. What does it look like? Is it big? Is it small? Is it, uh, is it interesting? Is it slimy? Is it rough edges? Is it like a sharp rock? And what is its name? And that's kind of what made me think of Patrice. Well, we came up, we were just like Penelope. What's a like good. um, Yes. Figured a P name because it was period. Alliteration. Yeah. 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 So I like that. Yeah. And being aware of the multiple personalities is a way to fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, all of us have, I mean, you could call it multiple personalities, right. but all of us it's have emotions really, I mean. and, and ebb and flow between, you know, I always say like, you know, Jason and I aren't perfect, but I'm like, I want a B plus relationship. Like if things are good, like 89% of the time, yeah. I'm good with that. Like I'll mm-hmm. take 11% for like the annoying stuff that happens in life that you can't help that pops up that, you know, life does happen. Jason's going to be human, get frustrated with, you know, work, life, house, whatever it is mm-hmm. like stuff's going to come up and I think, but I'm like, if we got a B plus that's passing, that's good. Like <laughs> I'll take it. C's get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And if you've done really well for your first three years, you can get D's and get degrees yeah. in their senior year. But I that's also like, <laughs> like, but if your average is a good average, it's like overall, you know, most of the days you're happy. Like most of the days, you know, you handle things well. Exactly. That's and you might have thing. a, you might have a semester where you get a 1.0, you know what I mean? Like in a relationship, you, you might have a, some classes, right? a period of time where yeah. things aren't always great, but like overall, if you put that one semester in compared to 10 years together in life, eh, you still have a B plus. 100%. And I, yeah. tr- I try to pull that into perspective when Kristen and I fight is like, look, Things. We don't really fight often. I just, 
I'm very. I can be a negative Nancy. I, I'm very emotional. Yeah, I'm very well, emotional. Or the word fight also, and I feel like it's like disagreements. Like I feel like Jason and I don't fight. We don't like often like raise our voices no, at each we other. Don't either. Maybe every once in a while, me more than him. But like disagree or like have a, a tiff or a, a tiff. Yeah, I, I think is right. the best word. Right. Well, Kristen likes to tell me if I'm so miserable, I should just leave her. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. That's I what she likes to say that. a lot. That's that's a. You tell her therapist she said that and get her in trouble. Yes. <laughs> and my response is always like, look, this is one day. We yeah. We haven't fought in how many weeks? Why are you saying this? Yeah. We're, we're, getting, we're disagreeing one day. That's Those a are big my, thing. You my can't abandonment throw the towel. issues. Yeah. We can't throw the towel in every time. Yeah. Jason and I had to talk about this in, early on in our relationship. I did the exact same thing. And Jason sat me down when we weren't fighting one day and was like, if every single time we have something you want to throw in the towel, then we need to talk about this now and like figure this out. And he was like, because I don't deserve to get dumped every time like... I don't have a good day or like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, if something, if I'm upset about something and I, you know, and it like doesn't have rude to, to you for a minute, world. you can't snap at me and say, we're done. Yeah. Right. And since then I have not once ever threatened to break up with Jason. Maybe once, but like not I don't very think many. I've ever threatened <laughs> to break up with you. Or like you leave. Throw the option your way. But any of that, yeah. but any, any way of throwing in the towel, you got, right. you have to find a way not to do it unless you're a hundred. It takes the value of those words away is like what I've realized mm. is that like, if you say every single time you fight, fine, just leave or I'm going to leave. Mine was, I'm going to leave. Like I'm done. I'm, I'm walking out. And I'm like, now those words mean nothing to Jason. Cause the first six months of our relationship, I feel like anytime he like looked at me the wrong way, I was like, should I just go? You know? <laughs> okay. Like, Kristen. You know? And. <laughs> But now I'm like, if I were to say to Jason, I'm done, it would create a reaction to him because I haven't said that to him in two, three years. Right. So that's the, that's well, my like, motivation and, to like, and not you're married again. Like you own a home together. You guys yeah, are be way too hard trying to, break to get up now. pregnant. <laughs> like you're really, yeah, it, this is a forever, forever. It, w- it would be really hard to break up. We I own two homes together. Two homes. <laughs> yes. Congratulations yeah. on your vacation home. Desert house, Joshua tree, where he first told me he loved me. Now we have our own spot. Another shout out to Joshua tree. I yeah. think Janet had a significant role in bringing Kristen and me together. My first trip to LA oh, yeah. when we met at Brittany and Jax's yeah. house. Yeah. You were like, Luke, you should come yeah. to my birthday at Joshua Tree. And Kristen told me later, she was like, yeah, when Janet said that, I was like, uh, thanks for inviting him without asking me. <laughs> I purposely did that. I was like, I don't care if Kristen's about it. But I really, but I did want you to come and I didn't, I wanted to make sure that like everyone else knew because he wasn't technically my boyfriend. Yeah. That, like, oh my I God. Wasn't you guys just... were not technical, technically boyfriend, girlfriend so long. I kept, I know. every time Kristen would say that, I'd be like, shut up. You guys are fully dating. Yeah. And I'd be like, you did more than I'd anyone. be like, you sleep together you eat together you poop together you're dating <laughs> i was like i don't care whatever label you think you have on it the yeah. belly of it is you are fully dating so it was legit four or five months of that sort of thing before Kristen was like okay fine i remember my when boyfriend. she finally admitted if she was like i know okay yes he is my boyfriend and i was like but yeah joshua we know <laughs> for your birthday was like really important i think in a stuff in our relationship and being around all my friends yeah. being on this like cool campground yeah, we went to hicksville and joshua tree look it up if you haven't it's like an adult so playground yeah. it's really fun oh i've got something to throw into from that trip yeah. mm-hmm. that threw me for a loop what when we first got there right we had just driven down there okay. and i think you drove i dj'd the whole way we uh-huh. had a great ride down there then we get there put our stuff in the camper then we go get in the pool and one of the other girls there is talking to me oh. and I and like we get out and go back to talk to Chris and she goes, do you want to hook up with her? She's like, cause you can, if you want, is literally what she said. And I'm like, what? Kristen. I go, what? I flew to California, drove down to Joshua tree with you and you're telling me to hook up with someone else here. 
Luke, what are you doing? You need to make a list of the stuff and send it to her therapist behind her back and get yeah. her in mad trouble for this. <laughs> her therapist will be like, Kristen, you said what? Yeah, I did say I forgot about that. Yeah, just jog my memory. If, with if, all this. Can you imagine also? It's like my defense. You mechanism. guys came together to my birthday and you ended up hooking up with one of my other friends. I would be like, everybody get out. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, something, this is crazy. I was just so mind blown. Like, <laughs> what? what are you talking about right now? <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoopsie. We're putting this on your therapy report card. <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, well, I was... Okay, well, no. All right. Now we're... I was going to save some Podcasts are kind of like therapy. I feel like I'm in therapy right now. Like, this is great, you guys. <laughs> so I was going to save this for last, but I feel like Ooh. this is appropriate timing that I want you to tell a story, especially what? for all the listeners. And also for Luke, because he's never heard it. And I tell my... My therapist oh, knows the story. You know what I'm I talking know about. The story. We call it breaking the skis. Breaking the skis. This is oh. this is a story that Janet told advice me. Advice I give people often. We told it to me in my last relationship, yes. very specifically, yes. because I was not seeing clearly that I was breaking the skis. Yes, this is an analogy that came out of um, a friend's relationship, but I, I've given this analogy to a lot of people in relationships, and a lot of people have said that it has helped them and um, been a good example of what to do and what not it, to do it is. it's it's the way i i'll just just to preface the way that i could see fighting in my last relationship and also kind of why it needed to end mm -hmm. so clearly with it and i didn't feel defensive anymore when you told me the story i wasn't mm -hmm. being defensive i didn't react i, I was just so open and yeah. like really cut the cord for yeah. me so the story is um i had friends back in the day who dated for many years and the guy was constantly unfaithful he was cheating on her non-stop and everybody throughout you know we were all in a group of friends similar to kind of this group and all of us would be like why is she with him he's constantly cheating on her with like a million different people like he's a scumbag she's amazing she's like a great girlfriend to him and he's just constantly cheating on her behind her back and all of us always encouraged her to break up with him and then after college they moved out west and he was really into skiing it was you know we were like 23 or 4 or something he had just gotten he'd either won or bought like $3,000 skis like really really nice skis and they moved we all told them like don't move to out west together like he's been cheating on you for years it's just gonna happen I think she thought once she got him away that things would change of course it never changes like that a few months into them living together he cheats she finds out she's enraged she's so mad that you know this happened so long she thought if she got him away it would stop it didn't she's so mad she takes his three thousand dollar skis snaps them in half and then leaves them in the dumpster outside of their apartment so that when he drives in to park it and come back home, he just sees his snapped in half skis sticking out of the dumpster in the parking lot. And so he explodes when he comes home is like, you're crazy. He tells all of our friends, everybody that she broke the skis and everybody in our group chat were like, what a crazy, like not necessarily me, but a lot of the guys, especially like what a crazy bitch. You don't deserve that. She's insane. Who does that? Make her pay back like that, whatever. And I'm like, for years, this guy was a total asshole, a scumbag cheating on her. She reacts to one thing out of anger and breaks the skis. And suddenly she's looked at as being the bad guy. And I'm like, in relationships, when someone is being shitty to you, especially for a long time or over and over, when somebody is being super shitty to you, 
Do not react out of anger because then everybody will look at the situation and look at you as the bad guy. If you overreact out of anger, you're going to look like the jerk in the situation, even if you're not, even if you, even if the other person's been cheating for years and years and years, like because they just forget right. about all of that, right. all the bad stuff, they forget what happened to her. Right. And now it's like, well, she broke the skis. Yeah. She, she's who does the crazy that? one. Yeah. She's the bad one. No wonder he yeah, no wonder he cheated on her because right. she's, she's a crazy nuts. bitch. Well, it's the most, so Jana it's, always tells us, mm-hmm. tells would tell me in my it's last like, relationship, just Kristen, don't break the skis. Yeah. I had another yeah. friend shortly after this whole thing happened with the skis who knew these people. And she was living with a boyfriend. She was on his iPad his text messages came up. She thought he was at a sports game with his brother. He was really having sex with his ex-girlfriend and the messages were like popping up on his iPad. She called me and she's like, I'm going to burn down our apartment. And she's like, I'm going to like, she was like, you know, screaming, crying so mad. And I was like, don't break the skis. And she was like, you're right. You know what she did? She packed a bag, left. He came home, didn't know where she was. She was like, I'm breaking up with you. I found out you're cheating on me. I'll be staying at my parents till the end of the month and then I'll be moving out. And that guy still fawns after this girl. My, my friend who I told this advice to is now married, has two kids. This guy still like LinkedIn messages her and is like, basically she's the one who got away because she didn't react out of anger. If she would have burnt down the apartment, it would be all about how she burnt down the apartment. And right. forgetting everything yes. that he ever did. So it's the one that escalates the highest is always the bad guy. Yes. Right. No matter. Because it's all so, you yes. can think about. Yeah. Right. It's like you, you, for it's somehow you forget about all the other stuff. Yeah. Because it's just like the lesson to me is let the other person be the asshole. Right. If somebody's being an asshole yep. to you, do not be a bigger asshole to them. Right. Let them be the asshole. Let people see that they're the asshole. Walk away. Be the bigger person. Right. Because so, in, in my last relationship, there was often times. Yeah. You he call was, me. Like, he said this, this and this. And then I did this. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have done that. He was then. Well, now was you do look horrific. Like, he was horrific. He was horrific. And then right towards the very, the really the very bitter end, I was coming over Janet's for hours and just talking it through mm-hmm. being on phone. We were on the phone with my sister one time for like two hours yeah. about having a getaway bag mm-hmm. because I lived at his home and like having a place to go and really yeah. building the strength to walk away instead and of reacting. St- and instead the last time he ever went off on me and tried to lock me out of the bedroom, I broke the door. Mm-hmm. I like, I didn't like kick it down, but like I just pushed it hard enough that it broke because it was fucking cheap. Mm -hmm. But even so, then that story got circulated amongst our group of friends. That's what I mean. And guess whose fault everything was? Mine. Because I broke the skis. I don't think everyone thinks everything. But But like in that moment. But yes, that's I in that that would be another good example where I would be like, Kristen, don't break the door. Yeah, like don't break the skis because now that's all everyone's gonna talk about is like, well, you broke the door. Mm -hmm. Of course he's you know is this way to you and that was the end of our relationship thank fucking god right but i broke the damn skis yeah so my comment to compliment your great story is also to try to keep fights personal if you truly love somebody and you have a fight that you're really upset about sleep on it Mm -hmm. give yourself a day or enough time to not go vent to your friends or family or whatever and pit people against the person that you love if you're going to stay with them totally just like Jason and I are very good about like there's times where I'm like you know when you did this this and this I really (laughs) and he'll be like I didn't do that that I did it this way and this way and this way and and we're very like logical but sometimes when we're just both don't see each other's sides we'll just have to be like you know what 
give me a second. Like sometimes just need a second away from you from yeah. like, right. so we kind of like, we'll like lay everything out on the table and be like, here's my cards. Here's my cards. And we'll both look and then kind of be like, I need a second to process this. And then like an hour later, I'll kind of be like, I don't want to be fighting with him anymore. Yeah. And I can tell, and then we'll kind of either he'll come to me or I'll come to him and I'll be like, I understand why you saw it that way. I hope you understand why I saw it this way. And like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I love you. You know, if if we're not going to come to an agreement, you know, sometimes it's just like, we got to agree that like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. We just have different perspectives on this. It's what, it's what my therapist calls essentially, it kind of goes back to tabling the conversation. Mm -hmm. It kind of is, is in in the same tune of naming your anxiety or your Mm -hmm. anger. It's like you take it out of you and you put, lay it out, fight on the table Mm -hmm. over there. That's literally what tabling means. If you guys go back and listen to um, the episode that Luke and I did with my therapist, but yeah, tabling mm-hmm. the disagreement, you're setting it on that dining room table over there. Yeah. It does not exist in your inner soul for both of you until mm-hmm. you're ready to yeah. talk about it. She always says no more than 24 In that hours. time though, like to your point, Luke, like we calmed down, you know what I mean? We're not like, it's not so fresh of like, no, this is how I think, or like, this is, I'm getting my way. It's like in an hour, I'm like, I don't really actually care about getting my way that much. Right. And if you, it's just such a bad habit, I think, to try to involve friends right away mm-hmm. while you're emotional and stuff. You're pitting them against the person that you are trying to make a relationship it's work a lot, with. Right? It's, and that's well, not what you want to do. It's a lot for your friends and family. Say, I feel like it's harder, too, for for women to do that. Like, I feel like Jason doesn't always go to his guy friends. And maybe it's not a men and women thing. Maybe it's a Jason, I think. But like, Jason I think it's always, more of a women thing. Jason doesn't always go to his, like... I'm sure he actually never goes to his guy friends to be like, wow, Janet's really like busting my balls this week or like whatever it is. But like pretty much, I mean, if if Jason and I have a fight that lasts more than an hour, I've probably talked to my friends about it. And I agree because, but I also don't think that like when I present my fights with Jason to people, I'm not like, fuck him, hate this guy. I'm like, can you believe that he thinks that this is the right way to do this? I'm like, as far as our listeners and stuff in in your past, maybe dating, especially for, I know I have been guilty of this. Oh, I've definitely trashed other people. (laughs) Make your friends hate Hate your partner. And And then then you you get back together with them. Yeah. And then you expect your friends to be okay with it. Totally. And it's, it's, can be very difficult on a friend group, on your family totally. to go, well, wait, 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 you just painted this person as a monster, in the most, yeah, as a monster in the most yeah. horrific light. And now you want us to just forget. Mm-hmm. So it is I like, it. obviously if you're in, let me trigger a warning, but like if you're in a very abusive relationship, we're not talking about no. you. That is something This is the, you're nitpicking, you're bitching correct. about every little thing and you're going to your friends with like, guess today, guess what he did. And it's right. like, you know. And your friends get sick of that too. Like, you know, we, we've all been that person and had a friend that is that person. And it's like, you know, after a while you're like either break up or figure, figure it out. But like, you know, I had a relationship like that from both angles where I was as bad as she was, as far as like telling my brother Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, a close friend, like, can you believe this Mm -hmm. crap I'm dealing with? I know on the other side, it's like, uh, it was just bad. I learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, and you learn. You have to. I feel like, you know, if you don't have a crappy relationship, it's hard to have a, a really good one. That's a, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know the sunshine without the rain, they say. Oh my God, is that going to be the title <laughs> of this episode? <laughs> you and your cute little metaphors. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about, about I was gonna, about to say fun single Janet, but you're just, <laughs> you're still fun married Janet. <laughs> 
because Luke's favorite topic is sex and fun sex things. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say f- two fun facts um, about Janet. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and actually, I have a question about this okay. because you and Jason, again, married, trying to mm-hmm. get pregnant. So exciting. Jason's loving this part of yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lovely. So much trying. So you love your bush. I do love my bush. You have the, is it like seventies or eighties? Right now, bush? right now it's, it's like a trim. So it's a good, it's oh. like a low. Do you like thing. scissor trim it? No, I have an electric trimmer. Oh, like the boys use on their beards. Yeah. Do you use like a five guard? <laughs> I think Luke's I used, I think I used a three. The most <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm just, I mean like obviously I use clippers when I get my hair cut. Yeah. I'm like, I get a two thing. or three. I'll use like a four or Luke's five on my beard. Picture I'm just how big is this bush? <laughs> Here's my thing. Like do whatever you want with your, th- I'm actually surprised that more women don't have have hair down there more often, I guess. But yeah. I guess for at least in our friend group, everybody's lasered, shaved, waxed, bald. Yes. And I'm like, I don't care to do that all the time. Sometimes I do, you know, if we're going to me- like f- for Sheena's Mexico wedding, I'm sure I got a wax or did something down but there. Do you when it's like, because it's, you live in the valley, it's summertime when it is summertime. If I know I'm going to be in a pool, do you just do your bikini line or do you like go bare? Normally, if I'm going to get rid of it, I get rid of all of it. It's like a I've one and never seen. It's either all or kind of I've nothing. I've never seen your vagina like that. And I've seen your vagina a lot of times. <laughs> I'll show you next time I do it. Okay. I'll let you know. So my lead, my, my, my question. I mean, it's going to get warm soon. So it's going to go. So yeah, my next question, because also, okay, sorry. Because also sometimes if it's just like all of us girls, like at Britney's. Oh, I'll, none of us shave our bikini lines because we don't care. This is, Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like it's just us. Yeah, girls. if we're over at Britney's, I don't care if I have a bush as long as same. Jax but even I, so I'm the same way. Like I'm like, oh, I forgot to shave my bikini line. I'm not like, it's you girls. Like, One time we were over at Britney's and Lala girls was like, and gays. I was like, ooh, I have a bush. Sorry guys. And Lala was like, me too. And she showed me hers, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, honey, <laughs> I was like, bush. that is a bare thing with like one slight. Alfalfa whisker <laughs> that looks like it might want to come out, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're bald, girl. So when you eventually <laughs> do get pregnant, this is like my second question to that. I remember because I was with Brittany. I'm with out of all the girls, I mm-hmm. just tend to be with while they were pregnant with Brittany the most because yeah. she lives super close by, and she's my best friend. And when Brittany got so pregnant, she couldn't shave anymore. I had my waxer come over and like set up a table. Oh my God. I have video of it that I want Brittany to, which you don't see her anything, but like, she's like screaming in pain. Is she like big pregnant? She's like at the end. Yeah. Huge pregnant. And she was like, I cannot get over. I can't see it. I can't, you know? So I'm wondering if you've even thought about this, but if you haven't think about it now, when you get so pregnant that you can't see reach, whatever down there, would you get waxed? I don't know. Or would you just let it go? For me, I'm like, it's so funny. Everybody like is like, Janet has a bush. And it's like this like big like thing. Because I hate when I have hair. I'm like, sometimes I want to turn to everybody and be like, you know, that's what your natural vagina is supposed to look like. One million percent. I just think it's itchy. I also don't shave my armpits a lot. I'm like, 
it, I just, it's yeah. just body hair doesn't bother. I don't find it repulsive like everybody else. I don't I'm think like, it's repulsive. This is, For me, it's just like annoying. Like it itches. I get itchy. I don't get it. And I also don't have a ton of body hair. Like, you know what true. I mean? Like, I feel Neither like even I. like all the hair I have, I'm like, I'm not like coarse, thick. Like, I was going to say, when your bush, when your bush is big, it's a very <laughs> fine, it's very fine, light um, peach fuzz. Nice, but it's like bigger. I also, this is the other problem. And you I love, love showing it to all girls and gays. I love a reaction out of people. And when I show people my bush, because nobody else has one, everybody's like, oh, oh my God. Ah, they like do this. And I love reactions like that from people. That's true. And I've learned that all I have to do is like whip down my pants really quick in front of my girlfriends. And they're all like, ah, like, and like run around. It's this silly, fun thing. So now after I've had one too many, it just always ends up coming out. Yeah, every time we like when we went to Vegas for Britney's birthday oh, yeah. and we played Truth or Dare, it's like we got to do something about Janet being naked, Janet's bush. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys. I had to take off all my clothes, run to the elliptical, the elliptical. that was in the room for some re- reason, and elliptical naked. <laughs> and I think I had to take a shot or something like yes. while we were on the elliptical. Or I, mean, I, I think that's elliptical. hilarious. So <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. That was a really good fun Truth or Dare game. It was. Yeah. But no, except I think, for the you and Zach thing. <laughs> what did, what happened with Zach? You made Zach look like your nipple. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. That was hilarious. I was like, did I turn you straight? I was yeah. like, I bet you're feeling extra straight right now. <laughs> but I re- I feel like every time we get like toasty and we're having like a girls by girls I mean girls slash gays night, you're always like, Jared, look oh, yeah. at my vagina, and he's like, oh my god, girl, I've seen your vagina so many times. The first time I showed him though, he was like, ew, that's what it is. <laughs> he's like, I've never seen one before, and I was like, you haven't. He's like, no, and he was like, kind of. I think he was a little mad that I showed him, but now he's used to it. Now he's seen it a lot. Yeah, he's it's, over here is, like every day. So. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, okay. So Janet, we have decided to start ending our podcast this way. Mm. So I have one question for you. Okay. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to let you answer. I would do anything for love, but I won't do. You know what mine's going to be? I won't do a BJTC. Can everyone in this room please read what I wrote down on my notebook? <laughs> Kristen, you can Called explain what that is. It says BJTC with an arrow. It is a blowjob to completion. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. You know, it's just not for me. More like a BJWU. W. Blowjob warm up. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll do a yeah. warm up. Warm ups are fine. Yeah. yeah. Just it's not my thing otherwise. <laughs> so I would do anything for love, but I won't do a BJTC. Yeah. But I won't do that. <laughs> oh no, no, I won't do a blowjob to completion. <laughs> oh, this has been so much fun, Janet. I love you. I love you guys. This is so fun. Even though you've been married for a while, congratulations on Thank having a you. husband. I don't have a husband. You will one um, day. And I can't wait until you get pregnant, and then hopefully we get pregnant at the same time or roughly the same time. Woo! But either way, I'll just be over here feeding you like pickles and Wendy's Frosties or whatever wait. it is that you I can't crave. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Okay, guys. We Janet, where can everyone follow you? The- oh, my Instagram is Janet Elizabeth with an X at the end because there's some old lady that just says Janet Elizabeth. And I think it's the same on Twitter. Yeah. I think that's all I have. I don't think I have a t- I have a TikTok, but I only made like one chili recipe on it. It's not good. We're going to get you to TikTok more. <laughs> we'll do it for fun. And uh, yeah, we love you guys so much. And we thanks will. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh my God, you're the best. I knew you were going to be the most fun this guest ever. Oh yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This was fun. I loved it. All right, we love you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.
make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.